There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. It's Kyle O'Reilly. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Hey, I'm Double J, Jeff Jarrett. I'm Rocky Asuka Romero. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk, home of Lou Gowen. Support Wrestle Talk, whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Lou Gowen is, quote the Raven. Nevermore. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. But you really should support Wrestle Talk, and you should follow them and subscribe right now. Ollie told me to say this, so I guess it's okay. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Make sure you watch and listen to Wrestle Talk. Or better yet, take just a moment, stop what you're doing, and bask in their glory. Do us all a favor and subscribe. Congratulations, you got here. Now subscribe and support. Thanks. Hello and welcome. To the Wrestle Talk podcast, still not Wrestle Ramble. Uh, yeah, we probably sound a bit different right now. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swap Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? I'm good. I'm good. I was really happy with how our live show went. It was very good. It was a really good live experience. <laughs> really good for people who were there in the building. I don't know how it's going to translate to the podcast. I think the audio could have been worse. I actually yes. think the audio is pretty good. I think that should be our tagline. <laughs> it could be it worse. It could have been worse. It could be Coldaholic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, shots fired. Shots I want fired. my jacket back. Uh, so we are currently outside. We're in the backstage area of the WrestleGate Pro show. There are wrestlers who are planning their matches. Hey, hey, you can't say that. <laughs> They are just stretching. Oh, yeah, sorry, they are absolutely With just their stretching. opponents. Yeah, That's all they're doing. They're stretching with their opponents. Um, who else have we seen today? We've seen uh, Scotty Davis. Scotty Davis, amazing moustache. We've seen our boy Callum Newman. Muscly Luke. Muscly Luke, there is an Irish wrestler. He was really good, actually. He was great. Yeah, right? I haven't seen him before. Oh, God, I can't remember what he was Rocky. called. Rocky. Rocky something, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really, really good. And, uh, yeah, he's got Luke's face. <laughs> he's stolen my face. Uh, and Luke's body. Oh, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, give muscly, or take. Muscly Luke, which one are you talking about? <laughs> give or take a few, <laughs> you know, a few muscle allowances. Uh, Joe Hendry's here doing commentary, so yeah. it was nice to see Joe for a little bit. Yeah, it's just been a really, really fun day of wrestling. And then we had our live show, which I thought went down very well. Live stream was... Yeah, so if, yeah. You, if you're coming here from the YouTube version of that, uh, and you're thinking, hmm, I wish I heard the bit that they were talking about in the title... Uh, that's that's in this version. That's that's what this bit here because, is. Yeah. Oh, our oh, producer, uh, and our editor guy has come over. Yeah, and like, he's just looking. He's Happy not. birthday, Simon! Happy birthday, Simon! I thought you were watching the stream. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not watching that crap. <laughs> Hey! Hey! Um, it shouldn't come through. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> coming. Yeah. Let's go. Yep, got it. Fine. I'm not even yeah. I was gonna say, I know, you're absolutely sure. No, no, I've got, got, got it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks mate. So that is, yeah, that is all the tech people who screwed up our show. Who just, who we just gave crap-eating grins <laughs> to. Why we were ten, ten minutes late. <laughs> they're, they're very lovely. They're very, very lovely. They're the best. Uh, but the, let's be honest, they dropped the ball today. <laughs> But anyway, we're going to dive into the show now, talking about Brock Lesnar beating Kofi Kingston in nine seconds flat. Outrageous. Outrageous, and the fan outrage that surrounded that, and then we'll do a big play-by-play. Um, you'll also be pleased to know, if you are one of our regular pod swafters, no super chats. Yes. It's just pure show. And, and, and the, first 25, the first 20 minutes of this are missing from the front of the YouTube video. So, yeah, this is the complete unedited Apocalypse Now version. Yeah, you're getting the, the proper version of this. Uh, anyway, enjoy the show. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. 
That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. What a week in wrestling, right? Yeah. Out of curiosity, how many people watched Raw, AEW, NXT, and SmackDown? In the okay. hardcore of the hardcores. Yeah, that's a good yeah. number. Favorite show? <laughs> Favorite show of the four? AEW. NXT. Or we could just do a show of hands. Who won this week quality-wise of their debut episode? AEW or NXT? AEW? Ooh. And NXT? I think the AEWs have it. Which I, I, I think NXT was the better show this week. It was, it was technically the better show, I agree, from the one match I've seen. <laughs> uh, but I think AEW, I agree with you that it, because it's fresh, it feels like, it just feels so much better and different, and it, you're more inclined to like it that way. So, how are you, mate? I'm okay. Hot. You're hot, hot now? now. Yeah. I'm sure it's just the lights and not the pressure <laughs> of the delay. Of sending up the live stream. We, of course, are meant to be doing this on YouTube. The live stream that was working uh, when we tested it at 1 p.m. this afternoon. Yes, but it's not now. So maybe we'll just record it and put it out later. Yeah, we can do that. Yep, we'll do that then. We'll do that if we could cancel the live event. <laughs> Does anyone know how to do that? <laughs> Someone will work I'm it out. I'm sure it'll be fine. Oh, it'll be fine. YouTube comments are really measured, generally. Oh, yeah. And they love being let down. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When you promise them something, you don't give it. So, let's talk. Well, okay, so this is where this, the episode's going to start. <laughs> do you want to do clap? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, we can lead in. So, kind of like, imagine I'm Triple H, all the lights are down, <laughs> and there's now a spotlight appears on me. We are... NXT, and all the lights go up, and everyone cheers. Okay. Now! Hey! 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 Welcome to WrestleTalk Live, dot, 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 live from Nottingham. We just watched an excellent Frontline show. Oh, it was great. We've got to have WrestleGate later. Our boy Callum was so good, I was scared for his life. Dude, he's so quick. Oh, there he is. There he is. Hey! It's Callum Newman, everybody. Yeah, yeah. You are all right, yeah? Okay, just about. <laughs> Got a match against Scotty Davis for WrestleGate later. Yeah. Very excited for that. Don't die, please. <laughs> Thank you. 
So we're going to open the show with what we've titled this episode, and that is Fan Fury at WWE SmackDown. Now, I do, is it, who, how many people have watched SmackDown here? Okay, that's, that's shown most of you then. Mm. How many people liked it? Less. <laughs> but, still, but, but still a good number. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, yeah. When 20% is a good number, that's a success, isn't it? So, it was the first SmackDown on Fox. They chucked everything at the wall. Uh, stories and characters sort of gave way for shock value and debuts and moments as opposed to substance. I think the Laurie Blake described this episode perfectly on the highlights episode that him and Pete did where he said this was not a show for wrestling fans this was a show for sports fans and the casual audience because really the big three moments of this show were The Rock, Tyson Fury and Cain Velasquez and Brock Lesnar winning the title yeah, yeah. but that's kind of like together so those are your like three big moments and those aren't really a wrestling thing well, they're already doing the, the wrestling fan stuff with NXT. Oh, I suppose, like, yeah. Oh, they're catering to them already. Let me have Fox. So, yes, the, the, this, this sort of fan fury, I would say, climaxed with the end of Kofi Kingston's reign since WrestleMania at the WWE Championship, where he's been remarkably strongly booked. Maybe not in main event feuds. Yes. But he has been protected. He's barely lost since January, exactly. more or less. But, oh my God, it was just building up to the ultimate loss. If you haven't seen it, for the people who haven't watched SmackDown, uh, the bell rang. I timed it. It's nine seconds. Uh, Kofi Kingston runs to Brock Lesnar, full of adrenaline and gusto. Earlier in the night, he'd cut a promo backstage saying how, you know, he's the underdog. That's where he's... That's, that's what he's used to. This, he's in the stronger position by being not the favorite. And he's been cutting promos like that for weeks. And he runs straight at Brock Lesnar. And Brock Lesnar picks him up. And he hits an F5. And then he pins him in nine seconds. Yeah. And then Kofi Thanos away. Disappeared. And Rey Mysterio's music hit. And Rey Mysterio came out with Cain Velasquez. And so Kofi... That wasn't Dominic. I mean, a lot of people were surprised. With a shaved head, a yeah. serious look. I, Kofi, you said his title reign has been well protected because he's rarely lost. But he has been booked like, booked like a mid-carder. He hasn't been booked like the WWE champion, like the main event draw. Roman and Seth wouldn't have had this booking. And every feud he had was pretty much based around, Kofi, you're a mid-carder. <laughs> you don't deserve this title. And then he beats them anyway, so everyone looks bad. Yeah. Uh, so I completely understand why people were furious at this, because the build for this feud, the build for this match has just been, well, Brock's good, and that's it. Brock came in, destroyed Kofi, Kofi had one promo, and then Brock destroyed Ray on Raw, and then he beat Kofi. So Brock's great. Yes. And Kofi is rubbish. Yes, unfortunate, but you know, like, at the end of the day, Kofi Kingston is likely, oh, we're good now. Hey! We're live. live on YouTube now. Hey! <laughs> and, and for how long has that been? Two minutes. Two minutes. Oh, two minutes. Well, uh, hello, and welcome to Wrestle Talk Live again for the third time. Fan Fury! Fan Fury at WWE SmackDown. What we've been talking about so far Brock Lesnar beat Kofi Kingston in nine seconds. He picked him up, he hit an F5. It was really quick, and that's the end of Kofi's very well-protected, strongly booked title reign since WrestleMania, but let's be honest, he was never put in a proper main event position. I showed my lady partner this morning at 7am. She was thrilled. <laughs> I said, hey, a title changed hands last night. She doesn't care. And I said, look, look, this is, this is what happened. This is the big title match. I said, he's held, held the, the, the title since WrestleMania, and here's what happened. And she sat down, and, you know, the nine seconds passed, and she, looked, she actually said, that's it. And I think that was the sentiment of every rational thinking person. And then, as I say, like him balancing away and just focusing on Brock and Kane to end the show just shows you how little WWE really cared about his title reign and sort of prioritized his title reign. He was always like the third or fourth thing important on SmackDown anyway. But he was like the third or fourth, fifth thing important in this feud. Yeah, it, it's a real shame because I think... Kofi represented, especially at WrestleMania time, such, such a goodwill of WWE booking. 
and everyone was so behind him and it was an organic push. It was a star that we created because we cheered for him so much and WWE, to their enormous credit, went with the grain for a change. But then, ever since WrestleMania, it's been kind of a begrudging thing. And you can just feel Vince McMahon every month. Ah, I'm going to take the title off him soon. It's not oh, a real journey. Oh, wait till we get to Fox. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm tearing this all up. And that's exactly what happened. So it's, quite, it's kind of like a double slap in the face. Number one, it's a slap in the face of Kofi's title reign. But I'm not against Kofi's title reign ending, because I think now is the right time. He's been booked into oblivion, kind of. But I would have liked to see him put up more of a fight. Imagine if Brock picks him up for that F5, hits it, and then Kofi kicks out. Yeah, and then pick him up, another F5, and Kofi gets pinned on that one. At least he kicked out of one F5. I, I, I would go you could four do or five minutes of Bearing in mind that Seth did all of that against Brock Lesnar when he was supposedly at 25% with his so-called injured ribs. Yeah. So Kofi going in completely 100% fresh made him look even weaker because he got beaten in nine seconds flat and he was the one who essentially instigated it by running at him. Hilariously, the camera immediately cuts to Goldberg and Mark Henry at ringside. Goldberg, of course, having the history with Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series from 2016 and that very quick uh, finish there. And Mark Henry has a, just a brilliant reaction of gawping face. But Goldberg's just no selling it as well. It just... It just, everything, all the production around this said Kofi's title reign didn't matter. It's all about Brock. He was yeah. such an afterthought. And now we're in a situation where we've got Brock Lesnar versus Cain Velasquez for the WWE Championship. Two UFC guys going for a wrestling title, hence why we were saying at the start of the show, SmackDown is not really designed for wrestling fans now. It's designed for the mainstream market of getting sports fans in. Yeah. I don't think it's the worst idea in the world. And we'll talk about the Kane Brock stuff at the end when we do the, the whole play-by-play, because -play, that was the main event, really. <laughs> that, that, not, not the WWE Championship changing hands. It was a UFC oh, fighter yeah. returning to fight another ex-UFC fighter. Uh, but th that, that, that isn't where the fan fury ends, because that first slap in the face was to Kofi as a character. The second slap in the face was really to us as fans who have got behind him and been underserved by that storyline. Now... WWE also promoted a few people for that show, like Stone Cold Steve Austin, like Sting, like Undertaker, like Alicia Goddamn Fox. And none of them were there. And when the, when the King Velasquez angle finished at the end of SmackDown, the lights came up. And they're like, yep, yeah, that's, that's it. Off you go now. And apparently everyone in the crowd started chanting AEW. Really? Yeah, because, I haven't heard that. Yeah, it's a, well, maybe not everyone, but there was AEW a vocal, there. A vocal minority. Yes, yeah. So it's just another example of WWE falsely advertising stuff. Uh, yeah, I've got to sell them tickets. I've got a, a quote from Call Me Snacks from Reddit, who was apparently there. In the crowd right now, everyone in the crowd is pissed because no dark matches, no Stone Cold, and some of the things advertised. So Stone Cold did actually have a pre-taped promo before and that they had a little pre-show segment but he wasn't there in the building and that is kind of misadvertising again but this is the company as well that advertised john cena for the royal rumble knowing full well he was never going to be in that royal rumble and waited until the royal rumble itself to be like oh by the way john cena's not here yeah yeah well when everyone had bought the tickets <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not, it's not you know who else wasn't there renee young yeah i mean i'm glad too I mean, i'm boom. glad too but <laughs> Just Not room. like that, but like I, I'm glad it was a two-man booth. I really enjoyed the two-man booth setup, actually. But yeah, Renee Young was not the special correspondent. I was waiting for them to throw backstage to her, but instead it was like a, some Fox correspondent. Erin Andrews. And then it was uh, Kayla Braxton. Yeah. Erin uh, Andrews, by the, way, by the way, she was this NFL uh, interviewer from, as part of the Fox promotion, I guess. She was the one who conducted the interview with The New Day beforehand. And The New Day were like, no, Kofi wants to do this alone. I'm like, WWE, you're, you're, you're forgetting what makes Kofi so special. And, and that's his family. His boys. Oh, yeah, those boys. It's yeah, Xavier yeah. Woods and Biggie, and they send him out there without either guy. And then being at ringside, getting invested in those matches, is such a part of why people believe in Kofi. That WrestleMania moment is made ten times better because Xavier and Biggie were with him. And, and Xavier's crying with Kofi up on his shoulders, totally. Uh, but yeah, she was very good. But yeah, the um, no Renee Young, apparently 205 Live 
was meant to go on after SmackDown. That's the plans. It's moved from after SmackDown on Tuesday nights to now after the Friday night show on Fox. But then, this is from Dave Meltzer, WWE officials decided, huh, maybe having all the Fox guys who are here watching this live and then the show ends and then everyone streams out when 205 Live starts, maybe that isn't the best look? Just get rid of the show. So yeah, that, that's, there was 205 Live was a repeat last night on the network. You've already renamed it the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. They've redesigned the belt. It's a black and gold belt now. Yeah. Just move it to NXT. Who is such a diehard 205 Live? Is there a, enough 205 Live fans that are that diehard that there will be riots in the streets if they cancel it? I think it's more that what does the network offer? I mean, personally, the archive and the pay-per-views are enough for me. You get the pay-per-views for a tenner. Yeah, but to, to, in WWE's mentality, I think they think, oh, the selling point of the network is all this other original content. It's ride a lot. It's unfiltered with Renee Young. And, you know, NXT 205 Live are a part of that, but NXT has been taken off the network. Oh, uh, yeah, that's what you're saying. So, yeah, like, they're maybe thinking, enough. let's not get rid of another thing that's exclusive to the network for now until we've sorted some other bits out. There's always NXT UK. <laughs> it's an edging Christian sort of pose. <laughs> no, you're going to look really good in that photo. I want to look like a goofball. That won't change in any photo. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Should we do a rundown of the show? Yes, so uh, also YouTube, uh, no super chats. If you've already super chatted, we will try and get to them on another day. Uh, but we, can't, we don't have the facilities here. This is our first time doing a live show like this. Yeah. We are live. Yeah. Thousands of people. Thousands, <laughs> Thousands out here. Wish the camera could see it. <laughs> um, so yes, so Smackdown starts with... Michael Cole's voice. <laughs> and you know, like, Raw, I thought, felt actually genuinely fresh and new. And I loved, I, I, I was one of the people who, who really quite liked all the differences they added to the set, to the intro sequence. I loved the new graphics. But, and it's also like the sound of WWE, not having Michael Cole on commentary. Yeah. And SmackDown opens with Michael Cole. And from then on, I, I just felt, everything's lame on SmackDown now. But... That set is awesome. Oh, do you think? I love that new set. I think it's great. I yeah. think it looks really cool. So it's kind of, it's, what, what do you describe it as? It looks like the spinner belt has expanded out. Oh, I mean, I think it looks really, really rad. It's kind of got like sort of poles yeah. and sort of like, I don't know, it, just, it looks completely different to Raw as well, which is another massive benefit of it. That is good. And, and for, for a cold open, they then brought out Vince and Stephanie McMahon and uh, they came out to no chance. Probably a better choice than Stephanie's music. Doesn't have the punch. <laughs> uh, and Vince, Vince says, welcome to Friday Night Smackdown. Do you think Steph was with him just in case he fell over? Yeah, yeah, or forgot a line. <laughs> yeah. Started talking about lockboxes. <laughs> Stay on track, Vince. Uh, but then we get the intro credits. Which I also really liked. You, okay, I, I didn't like those either. Uh, do you know what? I, this, this first 20 minutes yeah. of the show, I was so into SmackDown. Really, really was. I was like, the set looks rad. Not massively fussed on Vince or anything, but I thought the intro was cool. And then we had Becky coming out to open the show. I thought Corbin was great. And then The yeah. Rock came out, and The Rock was great. And their interplay was awesome. And I was like, yes, this is going to be a really fun two hours. And I felt it went <laughs> after that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a very WWE trajectory there, and maybe a little bit. Like, the end was sort of newsworthy, and oh, that's totally. exciting, yeah, yeah, totally. but yeah, it was very much marred by the, the Kofi loss. About those intro credits, the sort of, I guess, idea is that it's a stadium, and you're going around the stadium, and there's all these different wrestlers. I thought it looked like a character select screen yeah, from, like, a Dreamcast it. fighter. Yeah, <laughs> or like a kid's TV show. I got those sorts of vibes. I mean, it, it is a kid's TV show. Yeah, that's a good point. On Friday night, primetime on Fox with MMA fighters. Exactly right. So yeah, that, main, that first segment was actually a runaway success. It opened on a total bang. Becky Lynch came out, which is really nice because, you know, <laughs> holding the Raw title on her shoulder. Hey man, we're getting a brand split next week. She does feel really SmackDown-esque. Well, I think she's losing the title on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. And then she can go over to SmackDown next Friday. But as she says in her promo, look, the reason I'm on SmackDown is because this is where I broke through the glass ceiling here. 
this was, she, she was the final shot of SmackDown Live, really, when Sasha Banks was beating her down. Feels like ages ago, doesn't it? When, you know, because it's, what, like, a week 10 and a half days, ago. <laughs> 11 days since the last episode? Uh, so it was nice to see her out there, but then King Corbin's new music hit. Oh, I love King Corbin. Love King Corbin because he looks proper rubbish. But he, and he knows he looks rubbish, but he's leaning into the fact that he looks proper rubbish. And he was fantastic in this segment. He's an excellent heel. Yeah. And like, he's so good. Some of the lines that probably were scripted for him came off totally spontaneous. And, and you know, you've got Rock, you've got Becky, excellent promos, and Baron held these own, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, so Baron Corbin comes down. The, Echoes of that brilliant mixed gender feud from earlier this year, which was hardly addressed. And out comes Rock in a tracksuit. Oh, well, yeah. He's a tracksuit Rock. This is Rock's gimmick in WWE. And he, he wasn't sweating. There was no sweat on him yet. And he didn't end the segment sweating. Usually he's so hyped up, isn't he? Well, it's because he didn't have a flamethrower this time. <laughs> that, is, that is a good point. That will raise the temperature. Uh, but, like, <laughs> Rock gets into the ring. He goes to shake Becky's hand, he shakes Becky's hand, then he goes over to the other corner to sort of do his rock celebration, goes to high-five Baron, and then just fakes him out. It was beautiful from the get-go. And then, yeah, it's just Becky and Rock making fun of Baron Corbin dressed like a king. They had a, a, a great line when they said, you're not an actual king. Becky, she calls herself the man, but she doesn't have a pair of testicles, which Becky replied by saying, and if I did, they'd be bigger than yours, in reference to Brown Corbin. And he brilliantly just went, my testicles are very adequate, thank you. Perfectly, Perfectly adequate. adequate. Perfectly adequate. And then, like, this is the great Baron move. After that fantastic line, he got a hometown heat line in. He made fun of the local sports team, something about LeBron James. LeBron James, yeah. yeah. YouTube comments can shout at us, explaining that reference. It's baseball. Boo. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, then they... They just went back and forth. It doesn't matter what Corbin thinks. And they lead him into what they are, I'm guessing they're hoping is going to be the new Baron Corbin chant, which is STD, which is supposed to stand for super tough dude, but of course is sexually transmitted disease. And I think it's not going to, I don't think it's going to catch on. I hope not. It's like, it's kind of like when John Cena did the dumpster fire thing against Corbin. I didn't really find that that funny. And it did have a chant for a bit, so hopefully this has a similar lifespan. Yeah. It will definitely get chanted for the next couple of weeks, but there's so many better on. things to boo Corbin for. I'd be amazed if it's chanted on Monday. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, but then Becky and Rock sort of start trading punches on Corbs, and then there's a people's elbow. Becky hits a leg drop, and there's the rock bottom. And yeah, it was just all banging segment. Thumbs up. And you know what it did that was really, really good? Is it made Becky look super over with The Rock. Completely agree. So many times WWE put legends in the ring with their current stars, and it, you, f you feel like, ah, oh, the current stars look a bit naff compared to Stone Cold or yeah. Ric Flair. Not Becky. She, she looked brilliant alongside The Rock, like a peer. So, job well done. Job well done. I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it immensely. And then that went into Sasha Banks and Bailey taking on Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch. Now, correct me if I'm wrong on this one, but Banks and Bailey barely got anything in this match. No, no. This match was almost, I would say, 80 to 85% Charlotte and Becky. Charlotte and Becky, by the way, showed no dissension. There was no, like, oh, you used to be, you know, used to be literally one a year ago. Yeah. And, like, just last week, you had Charlotte leaving Carmella high and dry to get tapped out. So you're like, okay, Charlotte, you're kind of a tweener, but mostly a heel. Here she was totally babyface. I think we've just seen a full-on character reset. Oh, yeah, because she was doing the moonsault from the top. She is 100% a babyface now. But they just took the entire match. I think they might have got, I think Banks and Bailey may have got some heat during the ad break, but it was all during the ad break. Yeah. On actual TV, it was all Bailey, um, uh, Lynch and Flair. Yeah, and, and Charlotte tapped out Bailey to the figure eight really quickly. I'm, I, I've heard that a match has been announced for Hell in a Cell, but I don't know what match it is. But I was going to assume it would be Flair versus Bailey. Yeah, you guess that. And, and you, you'd, you'd assume that Charlotte's winning? I mean, it's just... This is bad build to Hell in a Cell for me. Because I'm not, I don't believe that... Well, I'm just not excited about Sasha and Bailey as a heel force. That's because they've been booked to be losers, essentially. Yeah. yeah, they're not just like losing competitive matches. They're losing all of the match 
So, yeah, yeah, unfortunate. That was, you know, the first chip away at SmackDown being enjoyable. Then we got the New Day interview backstage where they said they're not going to accompany Kofi out. Uh, it was great, usual New Day promo. Then there's Tyson Fury, the Gypsy King, a I'm, boxer man. I'm sure that's not going to play into anything later on. Yeah. Well, you, I thought WWE did a really good job throughout the night of making SmackDown feel almost like like a boxing, like a big night boxing yeah. match. Celebrities get, everywhere. Yeah, and it felt like a big deal. Like the only thing that was missing was dinner tables <laughs> for people to sit around. And if Vince had his way for the original Raw, that would be the case. Tyson Fury dressed in a sort of Drake, Maver Drake Maverick style <laughs> jacket, by the way. And he didn't have a top on underneath? I don't, I mean, I'll be honest, I don't know who he is. Oh, right, okay. He's so, a very large boxer. Okay. Very tall. Uh, he's very good as well. He's got very difficult style to fight against. Uh, then they showed a recap of the blue carpet event earlier in the day. Mandy Rose was there. Mandy Rose, Miz, Triple H, Lana and Bobby Lashley. <gasps> the new power couple of Raw. It's still a thing. It's not a bad dream or a good dream. <laughs> I don't know. Depends on the point of view, I guess. <laughs> uh, and then like, to, just to build up this sort of celebrity big night boxing feel you have Mick Foley and Kurt Angle in the crowd as sort of the former Raw General Manager's support club I think they have to go out together everywhere a fiend support yeah. club <laughs> yeah as well uh, which is it's good you mention that actually because seeing Finn Balor on NXT which was cool and then seeing Foley and Kurt here I don't know if is now the time you want all well, these fiend victims Raw. yeah that's a good point yeah, that easy back to work I would to, to, for none of them to really address them being taken out by the thing. And being on the wall of friendship. Yeah. And I, I feel like that was a bit of a... It's not bad, mm. but if you're really going to pay attention to that gimmick, I, I, would, I would have protected it a bit more. But that leads us nicely into the next match, because we had Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura, a match I was really excited about. I was like, wow, that's cool. I mean, it wasn't like billed as Universal Champion versus Intercontinental Champion, because I don't think that really matters for Shinsuke Nakamura. No. Was Sammy there? Yes, he came out. Okay, yeah. I must have missed that bit. Um, Sami Zayn. Oh, by the way, Sami Zayn uh, on the Fox coverage of the whole thing and the blue carpet. Mojo Rawley was there, and they Fox billed him as Sami Zayn, with Sami Zayn spelt wrong twice. <laughs> so it's like so many versions of wrong. <laughs> it's it's glorious. Fox really know who they oh, bought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, hit that one totally out. Yeah. Um, but this, this match barely, they did a couple of moods, but it was all about Firefly Funhouse. Bray cut a promo on there. You could tell that WWE knew they were getting a new audience for this show because they had to introduce what Firefly Funhouse is, what Bray's gimmick is, what all the puppets are about. So they had to like introduce them individually. This is Abby, this is Mercy, this is Huskers. And it was all about Rambling Rabbit is a big Seth Rollins fan. And he's like, you got it, dude. Yeah, I'm Seth Rollins' number one fan. Yeah, this one, the other. And then... Bray walks up to him and is like, what's all this? I need to show what The Fiend is going to do. Oh, no, yeah, we're going we're gonna to recreate the match. We're going to do a preview of the match. So they put Rambling Rabbit in this red cage with Mercy the Buzzard, and Mercy kills Rambling Rabbit again. Yeah, they don't show the death. It's just a shot of Bray going, ooh, ooh. Bluff flying at him. Bluff coming at him, and then eventually Rambling Rabbit's head. It was very well done. Well, I liked it. It was because he went to go get the, the body parts out of the yeah. out of the cage, and Mercy had to go like bite him. He was like, "Oi, not yeah. you." Yeah. So that's uh, and then they did like the last post music, and then he just starts laughing manically. It was this, you know, always he's always very very good, and these Firefly Funhouse segments are so creative and brilliant. Um, but was this this was essentially the go home angle to Hell in a Cell, and it wasn't a million miles different from everything he's done before. But, you know, Hell in a Cell clearly is not an important show. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> but this was, I think this was the, the only thing that they properly built. Yeah, yeah. I guess you can make an argument that Brian and Roman versus oh. the Bludgeon Brothers was. Sort of, yeah, yeah. Actually, no, I'd say that they did. Mm. Uh, anyway, we come back from Firefly Funhouse. Seth Rollins and Nakamura start off so hot. Nakamura runs in, gets him in a rolling arm bar immediately. Like, hello, okay, we're going to get a proper match here. They go a bit longer and then chug chung chug chung chug chung The fiend's appearing and Nakamura's in the ring looking scared himself. I really like Nakamura's selling of that because he didn't know where the attack was going to come from. Rollins was up on the ramp. So you had this sort of like 
cut back and forth of who's the fiend going to attack, and in the end he attacked Rollins up on the stage. Yeah, which doesn't so much fit in with the fiend's MO. Usually he attacks the people who are trying to attack Seth. He's also attacked Seth. But he has also attacked Seth. Yeah, I, I thought both guys, especially Seth selling that fear of running away from yeah. a potential threat, really got over the... He ran so far and then stopped on the ramp. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, I my God, I'm going to get away! But I need to stop here for a second. This set is nice. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's how that ended. Not the most effective Hell in a Cell go-home angle, but at least it was a go-home angle. Uh, then we got Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon in what Laurie called a game of connect the spots. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> was good. Because there was no substance here. No, this was and just the, spot, spot, spot. And to be fair, it's been a terrible story. It's, it's done Kevin... It's completely destroyed Kevin Owens' momentum. So why not just have a really fun match? Yeah. And that's what they had. Like, the two guys were killing each other, not really selling the moves. There was a... It was very contrived as well. From the very start, Owen set up a ladder between the barricade and the apron. You know, well, <laughs> why have you done that? Chekhov's ladder. Yeah. Uh, people were... What, what are some of the spots here? Oh, and Shane did the big elbow drop through the table, and that was like the big ad break sort of climax before we came back from break. Came back from break. Bearing in mind that Michael Cole was saying, like, oh my god, Kevin Owens is out of this. Like, he's completely done so. And then they come back from ad break, and Kevin Owens is on top. And Michael Cole goes, somehow, Kevin Owens yeah. is fine. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, Shane was just not selling anything, really. Neither was Owens. They were just rushing from spot to spot to spot. But it went so quick. Yeah, who cares, though? It was... It was I liked it. I liked it, too, because the story was nothing. So, let's just have some fun. Kevin Owens hit this bullfrog splash, as JBL used to call it, off the top rope, onto Shane, on that ladder that was suspended between the barricade and the apron. Yeah, and that kind of... It looked like it sucked. And that sort of was then... Was that then followed up by the coast-to-coast? Yeah, Shane then just got right up and did a (laughs) coast-to-coast on Owens with a ladder over him. Then we got a powerbomb onto the ladder by Owens. He he literally ran up the ladder, got the briefcase, unhooked it, and this whole thing was there so he could grab the microphone and say, Shane McMahon, you're fired. Yeah. That's the end of that feud. Well... I mean, come on now. You'd, you'd think so. Come on. You'd think. I think McMahon comes back at Survivor Series. This kid's won XT. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's, the, he's a really good wrestler, you see. Um, so this was 10 minutes of TV time. 10 minutes. But it probably went 15 with the ad break. Yeah. Uh, I, it's probably... It, it seemed like it really got over in the crowd because people were chanting, this is awesome. Yeah. And it was a really fun match. So. Yeah, totally. Well, there was no let-up. There you go. Yeah. Then uh, Heyman does his spoiler promo to Kayla Braxton backstage. Interestingly, whenever he says spoiler, like, by the way, it's a spoiler that Brock's going to win. Brock wins. So that usually telegraphs stuff. So. It literally is a spoiler. Yeah, as if we didn't figure that out ourselves. <laughs> then we got Braun Strowman making an entrance. <laughs> so... <laughs> they said like Braun's making his entrance they're like making his way to the ring Braun Strowman and I wrote in my notes Braun Strowman versus Jabba I was like clearly they're having a Jabba match then he cut to the ring there's a thousand people in the ring yeah <laughs> like, holy hell it's Heavy Machinery Miz AJ Styles Randy Orton Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler it's an eight man tag it's the Team Hogan versus Team Flair match surely just without those two guys oh there. my god Everyone just did spots. This was all about Braun, essentially. The, yeah. the key, key to this is that Braun picked up Dolph Ziggler and threw him into Tyson Fury. Braun then won the match. No one else really mattered, including the, uh, the US champion. And then Tyson Fury got up and he tried to jump the barricade. Security stopped him. And Braun was just in the ring going like, come on, dude, we will have a fight. And Tyson Fury was like, I don't know what it sounds like. <laughs> yes, I will fight you. Very eloquent, actually. He's, a, he's a, genuinely, he's a very, very intelligent guy. A very good promo. Well, apparently, he's cutting a promo on Raw. Well, that would be really cool. Yeah, an uns- is it an unscripted promo? Is what it's been built as? He's got an open as? mic. An open mic. So that could, I mean, that's totally within Paul Heyman's wheelhouse. If, if it's a genuine open mic, I'm actually quite excited about that. Because mm-hmm. I think if you give Fury, hear the points you need to hit your, let's be honest, Saudi Arabia match with Braun Strowman, then, yeah, have at yeah. it. But it's just another example of Fox I getting those... Then think about that Saudi Arabia match. Because Kane Brock's surely a Saudi match. Surely it's a Saudi Arabia it's also, match. I mean, with Survivor Series there as well, you'd think... But that's that, in November. Saudi's mm-hmm. at the end of the month. Yeah, but you can build... To, I mean, you Team Hogan versus Team Flair feels like a Saudi match. 
much. That Saudi prince man. Yeah, he gets that money. <laughs> That's not the cane I asked for. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it looks like the, uh, Tyson Fury is pro wrestling and boxing. So I, I'm actually very, very excited mm. to see him in WWE and see what he can do. Yeah. Uh, then we saw uh, a clip of some lad in a bucket winning the 24-7 title from Carmella. DJ, DJ Marshmallow. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, yep. I don't know. I don't know who he is. Um, the, I found out on Twitter later that Carmella also won it back. Right. Because Bucket Man can come back for a, another show. Yeah. But what I can gather based around all of this, the key to all of this, is that um, all the 24-7 stuff is now online. Yeah. They said you can follow the exploits of the 24-7 title on YouTube, which means it's no longer a TV thing. Yeah, it, it was quite, it's been quite obvious over the last month that Vince McMahon has grown bored of the 24-7 title, where he thought it, must have thought it was the funniest thing uh, before, yeah. because it was everywhere, it was running into every other match on Raw and SmackDown, but now, yeah, it's just a WWE.com exclusive or YouTube thing. The online world, yeah. <laughs> where Vince McMahon definitely writes his own tweets. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then we got Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan, a Clash of Champions rematch, but this time with Lumberjacks. So you get to know who all the geeks are. Yes, yeah, and some of the people, like Ricochet was out there. <laughs> the Viking Raiders. They were Lumberjacks, and they've done this before. I can't remember what the other Lumberjack match was. I think it was an AJ Styles-Ricochet Lumberjack mm. match. Yeah. When they just did that match over and over again, but with different stipulations. I did think... Why aren't the OC with AJ Styles in that eight-man tag? Not that it really matters. Yeah. But then I thought, ah, oh, it's because they've saved them for the really important thing, being geeks around ringside. Exactly. But it got, at first, there was like, well, why is it a lumberjack match? Like, it's just a, a, a thing that's thrown together. Roman could do a dive. Do a dive, yeah. But I don't know why they didn't just say, oh, because they're stopping Luke Harper from getting involved and Daniel oh, Bryan. that's nice. Yeah, that's a nice bit of storytelling. Because then Luke Harper runs down near the end of the match and, you know, starts beating up all the lumberjacks. Brian, I like, like, I know you called him Brian Alvarez for a second then. Daniel Bryan, I did like him on commentary saying, this is why I'm here. And, because when Luke Harper runs yeah. down, and like, he just gets up in the commentary desk, runs around and starts attacking Harper right from the get-go, which I thought was a really, really nice spot for him. Yeah, and Roman did a dive. It was just more spot, 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 spot. Hey, Fox, we're entertaining. Tune in every week, guys. It just, at this point, it felt like they were running short on time. It's almost felt like they'd booked a three-hour show, forgetting that SmackDown is only two hours. <laughs> oh, we thought the deal was... Oh, no! <laughs> oh, no! Uh, yeah, but... Don't tell Austin to come. So Roman does the dive outside on all of them. Rowan picks up Ali. Poor Ali. <laughs> and just powerbombs him onto Roman. Uh, I, um, I do hope that Pete continues my Prince Ali gimmick. Yeah. When he takes over, takes over my SmackDown review. It's 100% loved in the comments. Everyone loves it when I do it. <laughs> Someone actually messaged me and thought I'd made that song up. Really? Yeah. They must be going like, how did you get the idea for that song? And I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, sir, it's from Aladdin. Have I got some recommendations for you? Yes, you know it's... Will Smith? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Roman <laughs> hits a crossbody on... No, no, Rowan, sorry, hits this awesome crossbody. I really like how he throws himself into this. <laughs> uh, but that was a fantastic near fall. Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> And uh, then Harper and Brian get into the ring. They, they brawl a bit, but Roman, Roman manages to get the win. Yeah, he gets the spear because uh, Roman sort of distracted himself with, uh, with Brian. And then uh, Roman hits the spear on Rowan yes. and, and got the pin. And then Brian offered the handshake afterwards. And they shook hands and they celebrated. I've got them down to win on Sunday. I hope not. Uh, I hope they get screwed out of a victory. Just because I think Rowan and Harper need the win more. Yeah. But going by how WWE are treating people who seem to want to stay with them, or they've made stay with them. That's good. Rusev Harper, Banks Bailey. I did think Harper's there to take the pin for. Yeah. <coughs> also, Corey met, like, pointed out, oh, that's okay because it's a no DQ match. <laughs> I felt like that was a bit of a bit slight of a at the AEW main event where yeah. we were all very confused in that six man absolutely and then the main event was Brock Lesnar versus Kofi Kingston where we kind of know what happened uh, mm -hmm. should we do a full play by play of that long detailed match again uh, yeah yeah uh, Kofi ran into the F5 and he lost yes uh, because it wasn't about that was it no Rey Mysterio's music hit 
And this is exactly what Dave Meltzer reported on Monday. But he makes up all of his reports. <laughs> he said, like, he said, oh yeah, Rey Mysterio and the Dominic angle with Brock Lesnar was done to set up a Cain Velasquez versus Brock Lesnar match. And we both said at the time, that's ridiculous. You just, you just need to put Cain and Brock in a match. And the, the other thing that's ridiculous out of that is Cain Velasquez versus Brock Lesnar does not need the WWE Championship attached to it. You've got so much context and substance there already based on Kane being the one who beat Brock back in the UFC for the heavyweight title. Yeah. You don't need Rey Mysterio, Dominic, because when Kane comes out, a lot of people thought Kane was Dominic. Yeah. And just shaved his head and gone serious. But let's look at the positive for this in terms of WWE. This is a big get for them. Yes. Because Kane Velasquez was in high demand from pretty much every company. AEW wanted him, New Japan wanted him, pretty sure Impact probably wanted him, Triple uh, A wanted to keep hold of him. Mm. And so WWE being able to give him the almighty dollar and sign with him, although apparently Kane has said he hasn't signed with WWE. Yes, yeah. But that, you've got to think it's pretty much a done deal. Yeah. Because WWE would not put, like, pull this trigger essentially and have him on TV and start setting up a main event feud on Fox on Unless the Unless it's a one-and-done thing, though. Um, oh, what, you mean like Kane and Brock have a program after that? And then he can go back to AAA and AEW. Yeah. I don't know. I think there's... Um, yeah, because the, the AAA-AEW working relationship is already there. Cody Rhodes tagged with Kane Velasquez in Kane's debut match. Yeah. So it's, it must be a money thing. Oh, it's totally a money yeah. thing. Yeah. It's that Saudi Arabia it's that money. Saudi it's money. Saudi Arabia Brock money. Brock Kane in Saudi Arabia. Really? Unfortunately, Michael Cole didn't say, it's got to be Kane. <laughs> so, interestingly, I only knew who Kane Velasquez was really because of his wrestling stuff over the last few months. Yes, yeah, I've heard the name Kane Velasquez, but I couldn't point them out to you. It's one of those times when you listen to Wrestling Observer Radio and they start talking about UFC stuff and you just, names just start to like <laughs> yeah. go into your subconscious, like uh, Kane Velasquez, for example, mm -hmm. or J uh, JSP or GSP. Yeah. Like, you just hear these names, you're like, oh no, I know who that person is, but I don't know anything about them. Like if I saw him in the street, I wouldn't know it was him. Yeah, I can tell you every person who's faced CM Punk. <laughs> it's not a long list. Uh, the, so, so yeah, like, I, and I, I went around online, I was just curious of other people's reactions, and they did, you know, they did pretty much say, I don't really know who this guy is, and on first look, when he takes off his top, he's not that impressive. He's a, he's a scary guy, obviously, he's very, very legit, but he wasn't that physically impressive. I wouldn't say that to his face. No, no, of course not, of course not. But, I just, like, from an uneducated eye, I... I don't think it came off as the go-home angle, like the, the, the big, big-time angle yeah. it should have been. But I think Kane versus Brock is a huge money match. I think it's a, a fantastic angle to close this more sports-orientated yeah. Fox product. It's just a shame it came off the back of the Kofi stuff. That's, and I think that's where the disappointment comes, is that Kofi was treated like the third wheel of this, the least important thing. Like, he was below Brock, he was below Kane, he was below the Fox debut. He was below Mark Henry. <laughs> Mark Henry had more TV time. Yeah, um, yeah it, was, it was a real shame for Kofi Kingston. Sort of a damp squib to what has been a pretty lackluster title run. And uh, there has been reports that Brock Lesnar will now be a more permanent fixture in WWE, but I'll believe that when I see it. So, it, you know, worst case scenario, we've got a part-time champion again with a challenger who is also a part-timer on SmackDown. So it's, I'm not thrilled about that, but we'll, we'll see where it goes. It's, it's still quite exciting. Yeah, it is, and it is an exciting prospect, actually, mm. Kane versus Brock in WWE. I think it is an exciting thing, and it's a good way to get in those people who might not be pure wrestling fans, but are MMA fans, and, and get those across all casual sports fans. I think it's a smart business move, actually. And as I said, it stops him going from AE to, to AEW, or going yeah. to New Japan, or something like that. So I think, actually, it's a really smart move by them. I'm, you know, I just, it sucks for Kofi. I just think it really sucks for Kofi. Yeah. So overall thoughts on the show, if you gave it a... Score out of five. It's difficult because I do like the set. Mm. I do like the intro. <laughs> I did like the production <laughs> of that. I like the two-person booth. Yeah. I loved the opening segments. I quite enjoyed the ladder match. You know, I enjoyed yes. it. As, but I think as an overall thing, I probably would have given it maybe three out of five, a smack bang in the middle, maybe a low smack bang in the middle because I thought Kofi was treated so poorly. 
And yeah, maybe uh, maybe that's what I'd go with. A low smack bang in the middle. I, I think I would have given it a, a, four, a, a four out of five. Hmm. If they'd given Kofi three more minutes. Yes, and there were so many minutes of Kane and Brock just staring at each yeah. other that easily could have been given to the match. And if that match had been given more time, it would have been so... It would have had a really nice like climax to his title run and the show itself. Yeah. And I was thinking, leading into that title match, I was like, man, I'm really looking forward to this match to save this show. Mm. And yeah. unfortunately, it didn't. I must say, I forgot this bit. Brock sold the uh, Kane, like the, the fear of Kane so, so well and he was backing off but it and then does he came all, back down. But it also says then that all of your WWE wrestlers are actually rubbish. Yes. So, so, but those UFC fighters, oh, yeah. they're legit stars yeah. and you should be scared of them. Well, yeah, so I'll give it a four out of five but because of the Kofi stuff, a three out of five. And that's, that's all we've got time for, folks. Thank you every, ever so much for being at the first ever Wrestle Talk, hopefully live stream. <laughs> Thank you all. We've got a hell of a WrestleGate show coming up now. Oh, yes. Can't wait for that. Our boy Callum. He's gone. He's gone. <laughs> Callum didn't stick around. Yeah, but we still love him. And, uh, and Rampage and Lucas oh. in the Emerald Grand Prix final. That's going to be heavy oh, hitting. What the? I've been Ollie Davis. This has been Luke Owen. Thank you, everyone, for joining Thank us live. And that was Rambling. We don't call it that anymore. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.